Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Here we are with episode number 38 of the Real Life Business podcast. This week, I am chatting with UK Air Force veteran Steve Barker, who now runs his own leadership coaching business in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, after jumping across the pond from the UK to Australia in 2013. Steve blends his military background, his leadership experience and personal development training to support his clients to achieve excellence. And in this conversation, we talk about his own journey to excellence, the reinvention of himself from military to civilian life and how he has learned to navigate the inevitable ups and downs of business. I love Steve's relatable real life approach and I'm sure you're going to too. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to the show, Steve. It is fabulous to have you here. Now, you and I have known each other for a few years now. We've crossed paths through our coaching circles. But for those who haven't come across you before, why don't we start off with you sharing a little bit about who you are, your background, and what it is you do now? Sure. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Claire. It's an absolute honor and a privilege. I love what you do, and um, I'm, I'm loving how you you're just raw and you, you, you it's real life. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's great that you're doing what you do. So a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a pommy, just like you. Uh, came across to Australia nine years ago. I was in the Royal Air Force, um, served 26 years um, in the Air Force, and I joined up straight from school. So I didn't know any different. I went from one, one big organization to another big organization. And then in, oh, when was it, 2012? Uh, there was a big exchange and they send 400 Aussies and Kiwis over to the UK and 400 Pommies this way and we just swapped jobs and uh, I was a basic recruit instructor at the time so I was that big nasty drill sergeant and uh, I came across to a place called Wagga Wagga and I didn't even know where it was on a map I thought it was going to be something like uh, Summer Bay you know and (laughs) be out surfing every day I couldn't be much further from the truth but this is now my home this is where I live I had such a great experience and met a beautiful lady there's always a good lady involved in every story yes (laughs) and met my partner Shirley and we've been together now for just over 10 years and um, you know one thing led to another and I, I ended up going back to the UK after my exchange leaving the Air Force and then coming to live in Australia. I I arrived here with two bags of clothes and a little box of belongings, which was kind of funny because I remember when I I was leaving the UK um, and because we're still in the military, despite the fact that I was 40 something years old, somebody still had to come and check my room to make sure that I hadn't vandalized it. (laughs) (laughs) So the lady said to me, oh, so you're the chap who's going to Australia? And I said, yeah. And she said, ah, and she looked down at my feet and there was these two bags of clothing and a little box of belongings. And she said, so has all the rest of your stuff gone on in containers and whatnot? And I went, um, nah, this nah, this is it? is it really. And it just suddenly took me back to when I first joined the Air Force when I was 16 years old and I had two bags of clothes. So after 23 years, uh, sorry, 26 years, I gained a, a, a little box of belongings. <laughs> <laughs> You've experienced so much and done so much, but come full circle. And And it just made me realize how much I didn't need. Mm. Yeah, it was a real epiphany moment. And um, yeah, then I I arrived in Australia 24 hours later and started my new life again. And it was 
a great opportunity to be able to redefine myself, to rediscover myself, to find the person that I'd kind of lost for many, many years. So, yeah, I'd been diagnosed with PTSD from my time in the military. Mm-hmm. And for those who have listened to my podcasts and my Facebook lives and whatnot, um, I often refer to that period of time as being lost in the wilderness of mirrors, which mm-hmm. basically means everywhere I looked, there was reflections of me, but it wasn't the person I liked. It wasn't the person that I loved. Wow. Um, and I felt I'd been lost for about 10 years. So I, I, I embarked on this this challenge to start a new life and to you know work out where I was going. I I thought I'd be working in IT project management, um, but it, I turned out to become a coach, which was yeah, a million miles from where I thought I'd be. Um, I worked with kids in youth care. Um, I just I basically took any work I could find. Yeah. Um, started off as picking up popcorn with fourteen year olds at the local cinema. Um, <laughs> So I went from being a drill sergeant you know, to being uh, a cinema cleaner and uh, started at the bottom and worked my way up. And it's it was so liberating just to be able to be me. And Isn't it amazing? Like, you know, your your background is, is so different to mine, yet your journey into coaching is somewhat similar in as much as, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but in as much as, I felt there was a period of my life where I kind of, I, I, I describe it as lost a bit of control. I describe it and I've, I've mentioned it before just recently about, you know, in the movie Trolls, have you seen the kids movie Trolls where all the, where yeah. when they don't get enough hugs, they all, all their color <laughs> drains and they're gray. So they're still walking around doing their thing, but they're just gray. And that's how, that's how I think like when I look back, I got, um, going back to work after we'd had our boys, I was just yeah. sort of sitting comfortable, but not really happy in what I was doing, and but just doing it anyway, just going through the motions. And then when you mm-hmm. find something, mm-hmm. you know, you go on that personal discovery journey, don't you? And, and you find something, mm-hmm. all that color starts yeah. to come back. And as you say, it might be a million miles away from what you were doing before or what you mm-hmm. thought you would be doing, but it's funny how things work out, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the whole, you know, coaching thing just kind of, kind of came around by accident I got made redundant from a job I was doing OH&S uh, you know health and safety and I was writing all of these reports and frameworks for this business and my partner Shirley said to me will you slow down because you're going to do yourself out of a job and I was like no 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 there'll be plenty of work anyway six months later they said right we're gonna have to let you go now because you've completed all the work and we've got nothing else for you so I got made redundant <laughs> but Damn it, um, I should have listened to her yeah should have listened (laughs) but it actually turned out to be one of the greatest things that happened to me because I I never really found where I belonged in civilian street and I'd always enjoyed sharing helping growing and developing other people that's Mm. you know when I got handpicked as a basic recruit instructor I was like oh I don't know if I can do this but I loved it because I was able to light the way for people to go and have a fantastic career just like I'd had Mm. You know, I lived all over the world, Cyprus, Germany, Gibraltar, Italy, um, Australia, bit in and out of the desert, Falkland Islands a couple of times, been all over the place. Wow. So to be able to have the, the, the skills to be able to help young people step into this world, it's up to them to go and fulfill it, mm-hmm. but just to give them the pathway. Um, I'd always, even when I was working at the cinema, I helped young people. Um, I was teaching them how to iron clothes, how to do mock interviews. Um, my, my manager at the time, Craig, he turned around to me and said, Steve, why are we getting through so many people? And I said, 
because I'm kind of moving them on, mate. I says, they don't want to be picking up popcorn for the rest of their lives. And he went, why are you doing that? And I says, well, they get bored after six months. And I says, and they're not very good then. So I says, if we could keep moving them through. And I says, we become a center of excellence for training people. I said, you, all of the young people want them to be seen doing their first job. So they bring their nans and their pops and their mums and their dads and their brothers and their sisters. They don't just come and buy popcorn. They go and watch a film as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very quickly it started to, showed I, I still had this passion and that's where my partner so i've just been made redundant i'm sitting in bed moaning monking around <laughs> <laughs> sort of bumping my gums <laughs> and uh, my daughter was coming out in five weeks time so uh, i wanted to spend time with her so i thought i'm not going to get a new job right away yeah. and that just gave me that time to think to slow the whole world down Mm. and my partner said look why don't you become a coach and that's when she pointed to me to look towards the coaching institute because they helped you set up a business as much as they teach you how to be coaches yeah well I didn't know anything about a business to me an ABN was just three letters <laughs> I had no clue not an idea <laughs> so that that was what I was looking for was a you know a trainer that would help me you know become a better trainer but also help to run a business yes and that's when I was like cool yeah let's be a coach what's a coach do yeah <laughs> you get all much... excited don't you it's like yes yeah. okay this is what I'm gonna do yeah okay now what do I do <laughs> yeah what is it <laughs> and then when I learned about it I was like oh yeah that makes sense okay and I found my passion I, I I literally now you know this morning I was up at half past six I was doing all of my social posts and then at seven o'clock I started doing my own personal development because I think learning is is key mm. um so I've just done two hours of learning and personal development I do that every Tuesday and every Thursday so it's penciled in it's in my diary yes. it's a date yeah and um you know then you know here I am now sharing oh, your sharing your you. value so, yeah so <laughs> I love doing what I do it doesn't feel like I work so which is an awesome place to be yeah um, when I get like that too you know sometimes sometimes people or particularly my hubby is like you know you I thought you went into business to not be so busy you know to to work for you working for yourself and and to kind of be a bit of a, a slower pace and have more time for you I'm like well yes that was my thinking at the outset I said, but I love what I do you know I absolutely love it I love doing these podcasts I love coaching my clients I love like creating content and sharing value like I love it love it there's obviously there's elements I'm not I'm not going to um keep myself that I'm in this happy bubble of everything is dandy like there's parts of the there's bits of it that I don't enjoy so much and I'm sure you're the same but generally speaking when we can really tap into doing what we're naturally good at and what we've got a real passion for work does seem a lot more fun doesn't it yeah it does yeah and I think the added bonus is that I know deep down that what I'm sharing helps other people and you know so many coaches have reached out to me because i share so much online for free mm. <laughs> i think if you were if you were to follow me for three years you'd get my true you program it's all in little bits and chopped up into little bits and it's scattered all over the place but um you know because i know coaching can be expensive and yeah. inaffordable for some people and that's why i share so freely because it makes a difference it's made a difference to my life yeah it, it's helped me reconnect with who i am and, uh, you know, so I, I, I share as much as I can for free. Obviously, I've still got bills to pay, just like everybody else in the Western world. Yeah. So unfortunately, I have to charge. If I 
ever won a lottery, then I would be doing this for free. I would still do what I do. I would be going to other countries, you know, that are still developing and sharing what I know. I would say, okay, you book a room, fill it with people, I'll turn up and I'll share and you can have it all for free. Oh, how amazing would that be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one of my my ambitions and I'm starting to move towards that. I've just joined the John Maxwell um, Leadership Foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, when when I complete that, I'll become a John Maxwell facilitator. And uh, then as you move through the different levels of the, the trainings and that, you get the opportunity to go to developing countries. And they, I think they're in the Dominican Republic right now mm-hmm. or just finished. And uh, loads and loads of trainers, coaches, leadership people just go to this country. They pay for their own flights, pay for their own accommodation, food, travel, endurance, the whole shooting match. And they spend two weeks just sharing with industry leading experts. The government have invited them to come along and they just give for free. And for me, that's one of my ambitions. So that's how I'm starting to chase that dream. That's so awesome, isn't it? And and I think also testament to um, what has come up so many times through through these conversations. Like we need to have something that we're working towards. We need to have something Mm -hmm. that is kind of that the light at the end of the tunnel, that thing that keeps inspiring us, that thing that keeps us going. You know, to me, like hearing what hearing you talk, like to me to. To me, that sounds like for you, that is sharing your value and just being able to really inspire and empower other people. Is it, is that fair? Have I just put words yeah. in your mouth? Yeah. No, you know, that's, what that's is it that perfectly it. You know, in, as a personal development and leadership coach, um, I think a leader should always be there to inspire others, to help others grow and develop around them, even if it gets to the point where you as the leader get overtaken by the other person. So they go past you because your rewards will come. <clears throat> and, you know, the story that I've got to, to sort of back this quote up, because so many people say to me, well, no, they don't come. The rewards don't come. I, I don't get my reward. And I said, well, you just need to be patient. You just need to wait. It will come. And my uh, sergeant, when I was a very, very young fella, when I was like 17 years old, I'd just come out of basic training. His name's Jim Hayes. And I always tip my hat to him because he's the guy who put me on the straight and narrow and uh, he said to me he said Steve the best thing you can ever do is volunteer for everything he says volunteer for everything he says and you will get your reward one day and I was like hmm, okay Jim all right you're my sergeant yeah he, he was he was like God back then he was like oh <laughs> and uh, so I did I volunteered I did what he said and I followed that up for years and years and years and I was always the person to put my hand up and volunteer for working weekends or parades or remembrance day parades and any extra duties I was always volunteering um nine times out of ten if you got volunteer if you if you volunteered you didn't get picked because they they were looking for the people who were trying to to slack off so I didn't realize that at the time but it got me out of a lot of stuff as well (laughs) but when it came to coming on the exchange to Australia which I'd been chasing for many many years I got selected and it was I was one out of I think 40 odd people who who applied for it and I said to my boss I said how come I got selected and he says Steve because you volunteer for everything we wanted to give you something back Mm. and that that moment I was like oh and then looking back in hindsight because hindsight is insight yeah I now go wow Jim you were so right my friend you know here we are 20 something years on from that conversation and I got my reward 
Mm. And that reward changed my life. You know, I, I think moving to Australia was one of the best choices I've ever made. Yes, it was difficult to leave family, especially my daughter back in the UK. But, you know, for me personally, I needed I needed to do that. Yeah. And here I am now um, living the dream, living with a wonderful, beautiful lady called Shirley um, in a beautiful city called Wagga Wagga, where the sun shines most of the time. Um, you know, in Australia is such a great place to live. So yeah. okay, I always think back to that moment when Jim sat me in his office and he went, volunteer for everything. And I'm like, thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when you sat there, beer in hand on your veranda, you know, as you say, sun shining, you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, isn't it? Here like, I, 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 I think it's, it's the really simple things that can um, really impact how we experience life, isn't it? And being grateful for mm-hmm. where we live and the lifestyle that we've got. Like, it sounds so simple, but it really is powerful, isn't it? And mm. I was talking to um, talking to a, a colleague in the UK not long ago, and, and they were talking about um, going on their um, summer holidays and everything they had to go through in terms of um, paperwork and permits and COVID tests and isolations and vaccine certificates and this and that and you know the amount of time and effort and money that it added yeah, on top yeah. of the week away I, I, you know I was thinking oh my god like I don't think I could be bothered with that it's not worth uh-huh. it but then I think then I look out the window and I'm like wow well look at where we live you know we, we've got yeah. that sunshine beach pool lifestyle and it just it really made it sink into me how being grateful for the simple things can really expand our experience of life 100 percent. you know the attitude of gratitude is again such a simple concept something that i i I never really did i just took life for granted Mm. and i think when you take things for granted it, it loses its zest it loses its pizzazz Yep. And as I started to learn about gratitude and the power of gratitude, I then developed what I call reverse gratitude. So there's things like, uh, for example, I go to the gym and uh, I might have a big session and I, I hate doing squats. So my PT, <laughs> you know, I, I don't call them squats. So I actually call them uppy downies because the word squats just annoys me. <laughs> so I, re- <laughs> I put a new language around it. So I do up and downies. And, uh, but it makes my legs scream. And some days I, I, I have problems work, walking afterwards because of the um, the, the muscle aches. <laughs> and then you sit there and you start to moan about your legs and you go, yeah, God, my legs are hurting. And, you know, you grunt and you, you know, you're getting old when you start grunting and groaning every time you move. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there I am sitting on the sofa and then I'm thinking, hang on, mate. You know, just be grateful that you've got legs. Now, our, our granddaughter, Mia, she was born with one leg shorter than the other. She had to go to America. She had her leg um, taken off and then turned around through 180 degrees so that her ankle is now her knee and she's now served pr- with a prosthetic from the knee below. Oh, wow. And I think to myself, I'm glad I've got legs. I'm glad my legs are aching because I don't have to do what Mia has to put up with. Yeah. You know, I, uh, you know when, when she goes out, it's not a case of put your shoes on, it's put your leg on. So, wow. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm grateful that I've got aching legs, you know, and this is that reverse gratitude. So whatever I'm moaning about, I find a way of being able to flip that into something positive. You know, you, you might moan about the, the, the council bill that you've got or the holes in the road. You know, you live in a beautiful country because at the moment it's rained a lot in Wagga and the potholes are, uh, oh, you know, same here. Yeah. Potholes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
and we moan about them. And I'm thinking, well, I'd much rather live in this country than in a place where maybe there aren't potholes, but there's landmines. I was going to say those potholes are made by IEDs or something yeah, like that. That's yeah. right. So you know, there's always a way to be able to twist it and and flip it into something that you're suddenly grateful for, and then you, you start thinking of all the other things that you're grateful for, mm. and I'm like, oh, you know. Once once you start to have that attitude of gratitude, things change internally. Yes. The way that you see the world, the way that you experience the world, all of a sudden the world is a great place. And mm. I so often say this to my clients, what we focus on is what we're going to experience at the cost of everything else. Oh, 100%. And another thing I know that you'll resonate with and, and recognize as well, because we shared the, the mentors at the Coaching Institute, is nothing has meaning except the meaning we put to it. When I first heard that, I was like, what? And I kind of fobbed it off. But when you think about it, and when you think about it in the context of everything that you've just spoken about there, you know, like, yes, if we if we focus on um, all the bills that we're getting and the fact you've got to put this bin out on that day and you can't put that in that bin and if you do mm -hmm. this, you'll get the fine for that. And, you know, you focus on all that negativity and the doom and the gloom and you put meaning to how stressful this is making our life. You know, that's mm -hmm. how we experience life, isn't it? That's yep. the lens that we then look at it through. And then 100%. everything starts to feel, we start to feel weighted down. We start to, you know, it's a burden. That color drains, you know, think of us as trolls. That color yeah. starts to drain. But, you know, yeah, flip yeah. it um, and, and look for the opportunity. Look for the thing to be grateful for. Look for look for the positive aspect of it. And it's not about that sort of fake positive and being happy all the time, is it? It's, it's, no, no. It's, there's a difference there, isn't there, between yeah. what we're talking yeah. about and, and fake happy. Yeah, yeah. You're not blowing sunshine up your, your ass, as I would say. You're not, you're not sort of just making it happy just for the sake of it. It's realistic. Mm. You know, yes, your legs are aching but I haven't got an artificial leg. So mm. you're still experiencing the pain and the ache, but you're doing something, you're being more positive about it. It's not just you know, saying everything's sunshine and, and lollipops because it's not. Mm. And, you know, just on that, I, I, I noticed myself disappearing into a bit of a, a slump about, oh, about a month and a half ago because I was doing loads of research around COVID. And yeah. coming out of COVID and using the Northern Hemisphere as an example, as a, almost like a barometer as to what we can expect in Australia. So I can help business owners um, here in Australia prepare for, you know, the, the, the co I call it the COVID hangover. Mm -hmm. um, and because I was focusing so much on what had happened in America, what's happened in Europe, what's happened in the UK, um, <laughs> I started to get a little bit, oh, yeah, well, this is a bit doom and gloomy. Um, you know, is this ever going to end? And, you know, and all of the other things that go along with it. And I was just like, hang on, Steve, what are you focusing on at the moment? You're focusing yeah. on all of this because of the research, you know. So you've, and all I needed to do is just get out and talk to some business owners who are doing well, who were, you know, and, and start to look for the positives. Like the Australian government have came out and said, right, if, if somebody is at home with COVID, you don't have to stay at home as well. Whereas in the UK, you know, I was seeing members of families being isolated for up to four to six weeks mm. because maybe the mum catches. Well, it, the, the case and example was uh, a family that I know and the, the, the young son came home from school and he tested positive for COVID. So then it took another seven days. So everybody's now isolated at home, mum, dad, and the two boys. And uh, then the second son, seven days in, tests positive of COVID. Then the dad quickly tests positive of COVID. Mum still hasn't got any symptoms. Mm -hmm. So by the time all of this has happened, 21 days has passed. 
nobody's been to work, nobody's been to school, everybody's on top of each other, they're all sick with COVID except for mum. Then, as everybody starts to come out of their COVID symptoms, mum catches it. <laughs> so everybody goes into another sort of 14 days lockdown period and you just see this whole cycle. And then the impact that that has on the economy, the impact it has on um, people, individuals with their well-being and all this sort of stuff, because mm. I was just following this family really closely. And I was like, wow, this is that COVID hangover. Yeah. And then the Australian government turned around and says, right, we, we, we're not going to follow that same pattern. And I was like, oh, good. OK, so this is good. <laughs> this, is, this is people learning from the errors that or the, or the experiences. We shouldn't say errors because they didn't know experiences um, that Northern Hemisphere have been having. How can we learn and improve from that so that when it comes our turn, because it will be our turn. COVID Absolutely. is coming to a town near you soon. Um, Absolutely. and yep. uh, we we just got to learn to live live with it That's and right. i'm not going to get into the debate around covid i don't want people reaching out and saying no no you're wrong blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, this is just my personal opinion please let's not get involved in in all of that because again i've seen people falling out and friendships lot lifelong friendships have, have ended because of the the discussion around vax no vax covid is it fake is it yeah, whatever it is. But, you know, just to give you the example of how I, I fell into a slump myself, mm. it was through all that research and I had to retune into a different radio station. You know. And I think you made a really great point there. And it's something, again, that I've spoken about before, that even as even as a coach, knowing all the human behavioral theory and things like that, like like we, we don't live this perfect um amazing um totally in control life like you know we still we're human beings aren't we we're not robots we fall prey yep. to the exact same patterns the exact same cycles as mm -hmm. everybody else the difference is we we can learn to recognize it and it might take a month or so yeah <laughs> we, we, we get to the point where we're like oh shit hang on <laughs> yeah yeah and it the fact that it might take a month or so means it hasn't taken you a year Yes. And I, 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 this is what I call about the inner work. So one of the, um, my, my podcast is called The Inner Work, which is all about being able to tune into ourselves, being able to understand these patterns of behavior, mm -hmm. being able to recognize and listen to what's going on around us. So that then we become more aware. We, we, we bring the unconscious into the subconscious. We bring the subconscious into the conscious. And the more that we can do that, the more that we can slow the whole world down and, and recognize ourselves, the better. We can make our choices. Absolutely. We can choose to react. Sorry, we can choose to respond rather than to react. Yeah. And that makes such a difference. If you can just slow the whole world down. You know, I, I've got a principle called the star principle, which is basically the print. It's a very simple principle. Stop. It's, it's just an acronym. Stop, talk, action, refocus. Mm. You know, you've got to give yourself permission to hit the stop button. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, my thing. gosh. Yes. So many people. <laughs> Like me, you know, you have the fear of missing out FOMO. Yeah. And if you hit the stop button, it doesn't mean the whole world just suddenly pauses and goes and freezes. It's like the world continues and we have this fear that we're going to miss out on something. You've got to give yourself a chance to spit yourself out of the whirlwind of life mm. and uh, slow everything down. So. How have you used everything that you know about human behavior and all your experience in, in the military of, of developing people and, um, you know, helping them, empowering them to be better versions of themselves? How have you used all of that in growing your own business? Because, you know, I, I for one, and, and, and I know from talking to you previously, like, 
even though we know all that stuff doesn't make us instantly successful in business, does it? Like that's, it's a hard road to, to go sure from is. being employed to being yeah. self-employed. So how have you used all that you know to help navigate your way through that journey? That's a really good question. And I would say that I've used it to help me grow and develop my resilience, mm. you know, that ability to be able to get things wrong. Um, I've changed my relationship with failure massively. I now get excited when I fail. Failure for me is, is um, you know, oh, that didn't go so well. Okay, why not? What can I learn? What can I take from this? Every every opportunity is a, is a school day. Everything's a growth um, opportunity. So when things don't go well, you know, again, I, I, I use reflection. So I've used the, the military's version of debriefing. Mm. Um, and what I do is... I now reflect every day. I, I, I lay in bed sometimes. Shirley hear, hears me say it because so, I say it out loud. Like, so tonight I'll say, that was Tuesday. What one thing went well? What one thing didn't go so well? And what one thing can I improve tomorrow to make tomorrow a better day? Just a very quick reflection on the day. And it helps me to stay focused, to stay grounded, mm. and to deal with failure. Because, geez, you know, if you're listening to this and you are running your own business, you know all about failure. Fair income, it comes up and smacks you square between the eyes you know, at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, I, I can't remember who said it, the quote, but uh, it's not the number of times you get down, knocked down, it's the number of times you get back up. Yes. You only stop trying when you fail to get up. Mm. And you know, the other thing that I've learned about f- from using this this personal development stuff is standing on the shoulders of giants modeling finding people who are already achieving what you want to achieve and then working out how they do it how do they do it what do they what systems do they use is there stuff that i could use or perhaps take and blend into what i do you know uh, reading oh my god i've never read so many books in all my life i hated reading at school i still hate reading thank god for audible thank you audible you i know right i'm exactly yeah. the same i reckon i would get through maybe one or two books a year but if it yeah. you know audible you know I, I still don't listen heaps but i'll get through at least one a month so i'm like that's yeah. a big step up <laughs> i mean i'm knocking out two or three books a month at the moment wow these are these are two that i'm reading at the moment clean up your mental mess by caroline leaf and then look at all the notes that are in there it's just <laughs> learning constantly learning and then i'm learning this one by john maxwell leadership and i'm actually studying the the training that i'm just doing at the moment is around around continual growth so how do we grow what what's the strategy around that because again you know to answer your question it's all about the ability to know that you're never going to reach that full potential Mm. i've I've just discovered and learned that we only ever really hit about 10 percent of our our potential so that means there's 90 90 left in a tank let's go and find it that's that's a that's a really profound thing you just said and i would just want to stop and go back to it you just said like we'll never reach our full potential mm. and i think like i I've, I've never heard that before i've never you know everything i've read and listened to and studied and that i don't think i if i have heard it before it's never clicked in before that's a really great it's, it's a really great way to think isn't it in in as much as there's always something that we can improve on there's always something more and and also what that says to me is it kind of feeds into what I, I I put it a bit more colloquially and as much as no one ever has no one's got their shit together 100% of the time mm-hmm. like no one has their shit together and you know I've interviewed 
um, some quite prominent, high up, very successful people in their careers and their businesses. And, you know, I, I'll ask the question, you know, have you, have you felt that you've always had the answers to situations or to things that you, before you get into them kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always no. It's always no. Yeah. So no, but I just have the confidence that I've got the people around me or the resources around me or that I'll figure it out, you know. And I think there's this misconception, particularly for people starting out in either their leadership journey or their business journey, that they look at others those giants, as you referred to them earlier, look at people already succeeding in the area that they that they're mm-hmm. aspiring to be in, and think, "Holy hell!" Like, you know, like oh, I'm never going to get to that. Or look at them and and putting these yeah. people on the pedestal. So what you said is different, isn't it? It's 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 using those people as inspiration. It's not yes. copying them. It's no, not no, comparing no. ourselves to them. It's using them as inspiration. Yeah, using to- them as inspiration because they've they've already done the journey. They're, they're where we want to be. So they, 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 nobody started off an expert. Hmm. You know, I think Yoda says it, you know, nobody, nobody ever was born an expert. So you have to learn to start at the bottom. And again, when I, I moved to Australia and I went from being an expert in the military, mm-hmm. you know, I was, oh, that's why I got handpicked to become a basic recruit instructor. Um, I didn't know all the answers, never would do. You know, there's still people there who knew so much more than I did. Um, but I had the systems and strategies, the confidence, the people around me to help me find the answers. Mm. And then when I arrived in Australia, I had to start again. I had no idea about being a civilian. Being a civilian is a very, very scary world. I, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> I still don't get it. I've been out for nine years. I still don't get it. <laughs> I'm kind of winging by this. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Um, but I had to start again. And I, I was happy to go and pick up popcorn with 14 year olds. It yeah. didn't make any difference because I knew that I, to, for me to be able to, to learn about it, I had to start, at, I had to start somewhere, just yeah. had to do something. So it was in a case of, you know, how, how do you grow into that? And it's, it's, it's using those people as role models, those giants standing on the shoulders of giants, as Tony Robbins says, you know, is, is not about copying. It's about seeing what they do and then mm. taking little chunks of it little bits from here and there and that's why i always recommend people have more than one or two mentors yeah get out there you know experience different types of training experience different types of people then you get a blend and then you can take a little bit from each and you can mix it into yourself and therefore you still remain authentic you're not you're not stealing and borrowing i mean people use quotes all the time from other people you know i've got a great quote um that i wanted to share that i, I learned today and it comes from henry thory Faroo. henry Faroo. <laughs> i'm rubbish at names but he says the price of anything is the amount of life you are willing to exchange for it mm. so you know am one. i am i copying that no, I'm not. I'm giving credit to the person who said it. Yeah. But then it gives us it gives us things to ponder. It gives yes. us things to think about, to bring curiosity to. So, you know, this is what I mean by standing on the shoulders of giants. If we can identify people who've already done it, then we don't have to reinvent the wheel ourselves. Most yeah. things in the world have already been invented. You know, we're not in the 1800s where they're inventing you know apples falling out of trees or or wheels or stuff like that you know (laughs) building pyramids they've people have already done the hard work for us all we have to do is to have an ability to be able to model to be able to observe to be able to understand a massive level of curiosity how did they do that why did they do that what made them do that what was their mindset how did they think through that problem where did they get their support from what what's what 
you know, systems have they come up with? Can I use those systems? How do those systems work? For? Like mm. loads, I'm always asking myself questions all the time. And that's how, you know, I, I think we can then start to, because I think also the more questions you ask, the more you realize you don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole thing of like, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but somebody does. Yes. You know, and ha where are they? So that's what I mean by we'll only ever, you know, the average person only feels about 10% of their potential, which then means that we still got 90% to go and fulfill, 90% to go and find. That's an awful lot of potential. That is. Hidden. And that, you know, again, and, and another thing that I, I read today was um, it allows people to live until they die. Because mm. if you think you've arrived, and this is what I say to a lot of leaders, you know, if you think you've arrived as a leader. Because you've got a title now. Yeah, because you've got the title or whatever. the badge or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you, you're a million miles from it. And, mm. uh, you know, I, wa I want to be climbing into my box when my time comes going damn there's still so much more i want to learn um <laughs> you know because that means that i'm still alive all the way up to the moment when i get in my box if i if i if i say right that's it i've done enough i've arrived <clears throat> um then i've got mm -hmm. no more potential i've got nothing else you know mm -hmm. it, it's, it's basically uh, that point at which you got knocked down and you don't get up again so yeah. it's it's that mindset i think that then helps me grow my business continually um that wonderment uh you know, setting out each year we're coming into december can't believe yeah. we're in december already oh, no. but at the end of december between christmas and new year i always put two days aside for me to be able to sit down and reflect on how my year's been and to come up with a theme for next year yes because again what we focus on is what we're going to experience so this year i've been focusing on the word growth growth in my relationship, growth in my business, growth of me as an individual, growth of my, uh, the people around me, you know, adding, adding value to, to where I can. And that just that one word growth. It's enough to focus, it, my, isn't my, it? My, you know, yeah. 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 Every, every time I, I see something, I'm like, Oh, is this an opportunity for growth? How, what, how do I do that? How can I get involved in that? You know, yeah I'm still still in december i'm setting my goals uh this month around networking because christmas is networking central it's because everybody's got christmas parties and i'm like how can i meet more people how can i connect more, with more people what opportunities can i have to meet people and, and get to know them i think like asking questions is the curiosity thing is is so massive isn't it and it can add so much energy and momentum because if we're not constantly asking ourselves questions that's when we find ourselves on this kind of hamster wheel of groundhog day isn't it and we're just doing yeah. the motions going through yeah. the motions and that's when it gets really boring you know i've had um i've had clients come to me who have just lost all sort of all energy for their business just feeling so meh and just mm -hmm. and it's you know it's because there's, there's nothing to aim for like they, they've sort of stopped asking questions, stopped growing, you know, maybe have got to the goal that they set when they first started out their business and haven't, haven't reset the next goal. Yeah. And, um, and I think what you said there, I mean, that's come up multiple times through um, these conversations on this show as well about that annual audit if you like of you know what's gone really well this year what have I really loved to do yeah. what do I want to do more what's of next, next year what's my focus going yeah. to be yeah yeah and yeah there's a phrase again that I use all the time within my leadership coaching we're either green and growing or we're ripe and rotting yes and what this means is if we're not green and growing if we're not constantly learning something new we've not got anything new to share with anybody else 
Yeah. So we become boring. We become stale. We repeat ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but I've worked with many people who've been like that. And they suck the living life force out of you. <laughs> and, you know, you get to the point where you're like, oh, my God, I've got to go and work with Gary again. Oh, Gary, uh, don't talk about this, Gary. And he, you know what he's going to say. And he says it. And you're like, oh, my God, he's so predictable. And there's nothing new because, you know, out of the six core needs of human beings, one of the intangibles is growth. We yes. want to grow. So if we're around people who aren't helping us grow, they become boring. And that is, is the last thing you want as a business owner or as a leader is to be boring. Because mm. if you're boring, your clients are going to think you're boring. They it's think your product's going to be boring. Lose, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like you say, you know, the trolls, you just become the gray troll. Yeah. Now. Who wants yeah, to be a gray troll? There's no fun. Even gray. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a bright purple, pink, orange, blue, whatever color. Rainbow troll. sparkly troll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one that's running around, the one that's exciting, the one that people want to be around. Yeah. That's you exactly know, right. <clears throat> exactly right. That's what's going to attract people to you, to your business. They're going to be curious, you know, because they'll be like, what's this person doing? They're, they're doing something different you know, or they're constantly growing. What's this person going to talk about next? I want to go and see like there's people I know who are constantly learning. And I, I mean, I'm intrigued to understand what they, they, they've learned recently. I'm like, tell me one thing that you've learned recently. Mm. Um, and they go, did a little. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Where'd you get that from? And they, they give you a book recommendation or a, you know, a person to go and listen to on YouTube or something. And yeah, I, I then grow because I'm hanging around people who grow as well exactly so. which comes sort of full circle to um to to again what we've spoken about previously on the show the importance of having the right people around you mm-hmm. people that are going to energize people that are going to lift us up people that are going to inspire us people that we can look up to and go wow and like you say um, model their thinking model how they do things mm-hmm. and, and pick the bits out that are going to help us elevate yeah. to that next level as yeah. well you often hear this thing where they say you will you your your limit is the you'll rise to the level of the top five people you hang around with mm. and i go hmm i took that literally i was like hmm, who am i hanging around with and i'm looking around <laughs> and i'm looking at all my friends and i'm thinking damn <laughs> i need to start hanging out with better quality people and it was not that <clears throat> anything against my friends but you know you can only go so far so now i hang around with people like jim rowan now, Jim Rowan's been dead. He died in the, the, the early 90s, I believe. But I still hang around with him for his books and his, his learnings. You mm. know, John Maxwell, one of the best leadership experts in the world, has written over 70 different books. Hey. You know, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, um, you know, so many people you can hang around with who you don't have to know them by person. And I don't know John Maxwell. John Mac- well, I do know John Maxwell. John Maxwell doesn't know me. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, who's Steve? Who's that pommy in Australia? Don't know him. But, you know, I'm hanging around with him because he shared so much through his books and his, through his, his um, podcasts and, and information like that. So, you know, find someone who resonates with you and hang out with them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think like through this conversation, I've picked out certain things that I can see are non-negotiables that are super important to you in how you manage yourself and how you manage your business. But if you could summarize them in a um, nice, succinct few sentences, of where, what, are you, what are your non-negotiables for making sure that you are operating to the best of your capabilities? Yes. Yeah, so and my non-negotiable, my, my personal standard is excellence. Yeah. So I strive for excellence in everything that I do and I do it to the very best of my ability with all the tools, skills and knowledge and energy that I have at that moment in time. 
And even if I am feeling depleted, I would have still given it everything I could at that particular at that moment. Point in time. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I picked that up when you said so, that. At that moment in time, I oh, that's a really cool bit to add on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of like you get out of jail free card. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but you've still given it your best effort. That's yeah. it. Um, I might not have given as much as I gave last week, but from where I'm yeah. at right now, and I think that's a really timely reminder too, isn't it? That that we've got to accept that we we will go in ebbs and flows. We're going to have um, down days. We're going to have days where we don't have as much energy and we don't have as much to give. And that's probably a really key thing to point out as well, isn't it? Like, you know, we know the theory of, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you can't, you can't use your phone when it's got no battery. Like you, mm-hmm. you have to recharge. And when, when you're in a service-based business or when you're in a, you are customer facing customer service business, like we're giving so much of ourselves all the time, aren't we? Like we have mm-hmm. to, um, we have to recharge. And if yeah. that means we only give 50% of what we gave last week because we're in recharge mode, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to schedule it in as well, schedule in your recharge time. One of the things that I've learned this year is every quarter, me and Shells go away for a long weekend or an extended period. And that is my recharge time. Yeah. It creates sustainable hope. It gives me something to look forward to. Um, It's time that I know that I can wind down. I still support my clients, but I'm not going to take any other calls or anything like that. Yeah. And I schedule it in. And also, like you say, those, those ebbs and flows. And we want to recognize, we want to be kind to ourselves. So, you know, tomorrow I've got a massive day. I'm, I'm running a leadership training for 14 people. Mm. Um, I've also got a client and I've also got my BNI networking meeting. So mm. I'm going to start at six o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to finish till eight. So this weekend coming is just going to be downtime. Yep. It's going to be, you know, put everything away, tidy everything up, get it all ready for Monday and then go fishing or nice. <clears throat> sit in the pool and have a beer one or the other yeah. um but it, 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 you know these times you've got to be kind to yourself you've got to give yourself those moments to just rest relax recharge downtime um and, and come back strong otherwise you'll just get burnt out totally totally now i am going to fire some quick fire questions at you in a moment however like this has been a, an amazing conversation that i could just keep going with it's it's so cool so many um valuable insights but if people want to check out your podcast or follow you or find out more about you and what you do where can they find you cool thanks for, thanks for asking us really kind of you uh so i've got facebook pages um my facebook page is called i am enough coaching then i've got a facebook group called you are enough that's where all the cool stuff happens um i've also got a a leadership facebook group called raw leadership um i do two podcasts one's called the inner work which is the personal development um and again you can find that via my facebook page um and my raw leadership podcast which is on the raw leadership page um also i've got two websites one's called I am enough coaching. So www.iamenoughcoaching.com. And then I've got my own leadership site, which is just my name, www.stevebarker.com.au. Fabulous. And you are super active on socials as well. So I'll make sure all the show notes, all the links to those are in the show notes. So anyone listening can just go to the notes section of whatever app you're listening to this on or on my website and just click straight through um, and you'll be able to connect with Steve wherever you click. So, um, you've told us about a couple of books already, but if you were to if you were to recommend one book that you think everybody needs to read, what would that be? Oh, I got goosebumps as I thought about it. Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Um, ah, yes. ah, it was one of my first books I actually sat down and read, and it's now just full of 
post-it notes and little page markers and highlights. It just gave me so much to learn about myself. So, you know, whether you're in business, whether you're just looking to learn about yourself, it's a great book to be able to look inside yourself and to understand what's going on. So, yeah, that would be my recommendation. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, that was, you know, it's one that was recommended to for us to read, wasn't it, right at the start of uh, coaching training. I know that's where I um, first read it. Um, it's probably one that is, is about time I revisit, actually, because that's the other thing with books, isn't it? As you as we grow as people, you will take something different out of a book. So it's been probably mm. four years since I've yeah. read that. So it's probably a timely um, reminder to give it yeah, another I think read. I probably we'll need to go back and have a look at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not what on about, Audible. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, I think I got a, I don't know if I got a YouTube download of it. I know I've listened to it. Maybe it was just an abridged version. I'll have to find it. <laughs> what about uh, a more practical question, a piece of tech or an app or software that's changed how you do business? Mm. Ooh, um, two, I would say zero for my accounting because it makes yep. it easy. And uh, Anchor Podcast made me doing podcasts so easy. I just pick it up, talk into my phone. It tops and tails it. I've recorded starts and ends and it goes live st- almost straight away. So it's an amazing bit of kit. Oh, and Canva. Of course, Canva. <laughs> you can't do anything without Canva. No, you can't. <laughs> but I, I would um, absolutely agree. Um, Zero and Canva are pretty much tabs that I have open on my desktop all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. Leave us with if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, what would it be? Never give up. Never ever give up. That's something that's at the end of all of my um quarterly goals and yearly goals. Nice. Because I've been to the depths of despair and I've been down there and it's a horrible place. Mm. And it was that little voice in me that said, never give up, never give up, never give up, never give up, never give up. And it just keeps going on. And uh, yeah, if that was what I would say to myself, yep. if you've got this, mate, never give up. That just is keep awesome. finding a way. That is an epic place mm. to leave it. Steve, thank you so much. It has been a incredibly valuable conversation. And I trust everybody listening has taken at least one little nugget out of it. And um, as I said, all your contact links will be in the show notes to the episode. So you can jump on and listen to Steve's podcast or join his Facebook groups or check out his programs. Um, All the info is down there. So thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. It's been awesome to come on. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great. And there we have it, guys. Episode number 38 and the penultimate episode of season two is a wrap. All of Steve's contact details and links to his podcast, The Inner Work and Raw Leadership will be in the show notes to this episode. So if you've resonated with anything that Steve has said, want to find out more or want to take a listen, then head on down to those notes and all the info will be there. Now, what stood out for me in this conversation was ever there's a whole heap of gold, Um, but I think... Something that's come up a lot and something that I know I use personally myself as well is the importance of reflection. And Steve spoke about it in in as much as, you know, calling on his military days where they used to debrief um, operations and exercises and things that happened. And it's just, it's putting a different spin on it when we're working for ourselves. It's 
it's reflecting on what's going really well, asking ourselves the constant questions um, and, and being curious, I guess, as to new ways of doing things. And that probably leads on to this, the second thing that I took away from what Steve was saying here and, and his sort of journey towards his own personal excellence from having to reinvent himself and, and start right at the bottom. It's having this attitude that there's always something to learn, being curious about new ways of thinking, being curious about new ways of doing things, being open to possibilities, open to opportunities. And when we go through life, not only business, but when we go through life with that mindset, we'll find that opportunities and experiences and learnings will come to us because that's what we're sort of opening ourselves up for. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes those learnings come to us as a big pile of shit that we've got to work through and challenges that we've got to work through. But it's funny, I was literally just talking to someone this morning that I hold the very strong belief that any shit that comes our way comes our way because we have to learn the lesson of getting through it. It's sent to us to teach us the thing we need to learn to become the person we need to become to achieve the next thing that we're here to achieve. Now that sounds quite deep. It sounds quite, might sound quite hippy dippy, but the more, the longer I'm on this journey, the longer I'm in my business, the more I evolve, the more I develop myself, the more faith I have in the truth of what I've just said and and what Steve was sharing in this episode. We have to be open. We have to be curious. We have to accept that there are always things to learn and that sometimes that learning is not going to come nice, neatly and safely from a book or a podcast or a course or a program or coach. We're going to have to go through some shit to, to take on that learning. And the final thing in terms of highlights, I mean, there was so much in that conversation, but the final thing that I think is is worthy of just highlighting is what Steve said around standing on the shoulders of giants. And what he means by that is surrounding ourselves with people who energize us, who inspire us, surrounding ourselves, and um, I guess engulfing ourselves, if that's the right word, it's probably not the right word, but um, being around people that have got the results that we're looking for and feeding off their energy, learning about their thinking. How do they do things? How do they think about things? How do they make decisions? How do they approach things? It's not about copying what other people are doing because again, I've found personally that when you just copy what someone else is doing, it doesn't feel right. It feels icky. It feels gross. And you end up feeling crap about it. You've got to, you've got to find the right way of doing things for you. But if you can model the thinking of someone that's already got the results that you're striving for, then we bypass so much. Like they've gone through their own shit, their own challenges, their own growth to get to where they are. So we can shortcut that. We can bypass some of that by modeling their thinking. And so to be able to do that, we need to put ourselves in, in in positions where we are surrounded by people like that. Um, one of those positions might just be the real life business hub. Now, there are some big changes happening to the hub through February. So I'm actually not taking in any new enrollments to the hub through February. 
um, while I make some changes, while I do a bit of a rebrand, a bit of a tweak um, and, and put some new super cool, exciting stuff in there. But if you're listening to this or if you've been following me and you are starting to think, right, now the kids are back at school, it's time to focus on me. You know, I'm out of survival zone of the school holidays. It is time to focus on my business. It is time to sort some shit. It is time to get serious about this. And it is time to make this into what I want to make it into. If that's you and you're looking for a community of people to support you through doing that, then the hub might be just for you. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this episode as well to go onto the wait list for when I open the doors of the hub again, probably mid, mid-March, mid I'm thinking at this stage, but that might flex a little bit. We'll just see how we go. Um, I will put the link to that in the show notes of this episode because um, there's some really, really cool, exciting things coming in there. Okay, I am going to stop taking up space in your eardrums. Thank you so much if you are listening through to the end. I really do appreciate it. Let me know what you have loved about this episode by sending me a DM on Insta, clairemarkwick.reignite, or you can, what will be even better, is you can share this post in your stories and um, share this episode in your stories and let me and Steve know what you have loved about this episode. If there is someone in your network you think needs to hear it, please share and remember to like and subscribe to the show so you never miss a new episode when it drops. Alrighty, I'll be back in your ears very soon. Until then, bye-bye.